Okay, I'm gonna do some bong rips. One second. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You so guys anyway, ever Jeremy, listen, you guys listen to Street Fight? Yes. I love how you can just hear them like crack brews and like. I do listen to Street Fight. I have some. I, I you know I think I could give them some constructive criticism. Uh, but. What I is do, it? I do like them. But it, I they. They're very much focused on Brian's having anxiety lately, which is getting old. And then, but the main critique is when they're doing this call-in show, they have not developed a method of not talking over the caller. And it's ah uh, yeah, it see, I haven't really noticed weird. that. I haven't. But usually, Street Fight because like the call-in episodes are so fucking long, I just put it on in the background while they do stuff. I can't. Um, I only listen to the first thirty minutes of the, each call-in show which is Brian giving a recap of his week of anxiety, which I do enjoy. I do like Brian. He sounds like uh, a, uh, like Tom Sharpling, but with less opportunities in life. I really like Brian. I like both. I, I've, been listening, I've been listening to the uh, POD cast. About yes. POD, yes. Well, it's about new metal, right? Yeah. The, the cast is spelled with a K. Yes, so of course. One reference. Uh, I feel so alive. Yeah, they were getting on that album. Yeah, it's a very not only is it very Christian, it's very it's worse than Creed. I would argue. Yeah. I would argue POD is worse than Creed. It w I was very um surprised that POD was not censored by the adults at Catholic school. And I and I I now know why, but I didn't at the time. Their their Christ messages at least in their hits are pretty nebulous. I thought the censorship was based on hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have natty dreads in your in your catholic school well they also they also had like a really weird uh reggae song on that album um uh, you've listened to the whole pod what's it is it called youth of the nation no, it's called satellite hell yeah um i because i that's what i've been doing i've been listening to the album and then listening to their episode except for like like they, they they did one on like science by Incubus, which I've listened to like a hundred times. <laughs> they're, they're, they're making fun of the lyrics on it. I never noticed how bad of a lyricist uh, Brendan Boyd is. Um, when you're behind the wheel, whatever tomorrow. But see, see, that song, I think the lyrics to Drive are really good. You can have. I'm down with Incubus. <laughs> I am 100% okay with Incubus. Uh, you know, they went with Incubus because their original name, Fuck Demon, was deemed too uh, mm -hmm. controversial by the record executives. Yeah. <laughs> Got a new band. It's called Fuck Demon. It's like a demon that can't stop fucking. He's just, he's just <laughs> gotta fuck. That's where his dark powers come from, is from the fucking. And my dark powers... Um, come from the like you know like a space, like a like a material space, you know. Hi, it's the, your producer Wally. Can you, can you get this demon to stop fucking so much? You know we're having a lot of problems with the demon fucking. No, Wally. No, that's the whole point. Who's and that's who is how that? Incubus. Who is that? Who is that guy at the end? It was the, it was the lead. It was the lead Chud from Incubus. Lead Chud. Yeah. No, they're not chuds. They made a bush bashing record. What do you know that about their bush right. bashing? Crow <laughs> left of the murder. 
what do you know about the politics of Incubus? Uh, nothing. I know, like, they're probably resistance libs. <laughs> like, I think that's a pretty... They had that one. They had that one song, Megalomaniac. I remember because it was an animated music video, and I lived for all things animated when I was thirteen, and continued to do so. And it had like little dancing Adobe After Effects Hitlers. Yeah, it was a, it was a good, uh, it was a good uh, video. Man, fucking the mid two thousands. What a time to be a resistance lib. What a time to just have like a non specific. Or uh, something that I'm, you, you, Maga Blue, they call it. I've been calling it Ellen Wing Democrats also. This is revisionism, <laughs> what you're doing. So the Ellen Wing, so Green Day, American Idiot is a very Ellen Wing Democrat album. Uh, uh, that, yeah. Yeah, very non-specific. American, American Idiot is a low point for me in terms of uh, pop culture. That's Did you I love it? Think. No, that's when I gave up. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so when, when everyone liked that, I, 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 I gave up. I thought Green Day had sold out. <laughs> they were not <sighs> making songs about being uh, at a teenage funeral, which is it, what I understand. Well, to me, Green Day used to be about making songs about being dumbasses. And then, <laughs> it, <laughs> and then it changed to making songs about being smart and emo. And <laughs> my hair is now very dark and I wear eyeliner. I'm bisexual, but I can't come out yet. It seemed like a cash grab. I'm Billy Joe Armstrong. I only ever fuck pussy, but I'm bisexual now. I'm what? Billy Joe. <laughs> no, Billy Joe definitely made out with dudes. Probably sucked a dick once or twice, but I don't think he ever. I don't think he ever penetrated. I don't think he was ever full penetration. Okay, Jeremy, how do you think? What do you think about that? Um, like it, whether Billy Joe Armstrong fucks dudes. Yeah. What, did well, he no, ever go? No, do you think he went full penetration? Yeah, full with penetration. It, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's really tough to say. I mean, you know, back in the day, all the songs were about like beating off and like eating Cheetos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I sort of got like maybe like Volcel vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, you can't know. be Volcel because Volcels preserve their cum, don't does they? Or I guess that there's all stripes of Volcel. Does he still look like that? Does he still dress and look like that? You he's, know what I mean? He still yeah, he's doubled down on the he still wears ties and <laughs> I like, think like schoolgirl ties. Well, like Avril Lavigne ties. It's weird yeah. cuz Avril Lavigne did the ties first and then Billy Joe started doing the punk ties. Remember uh, when uh, Avril uh, covered Knocking on Heaven's Door? She covered Knocking hmm. on Heaven's Door? No, That's amazing. That. Was it good? No. Okay. I mean, I mean, what is good? Well, in terms I, of I the Avril... Say, I would say it was camp. Uh, I would say in the Avril discography, that one song where she's going, It's a damn cold night. Yeah, I'm with you. That's her I'm with one. you. That's that's the one mm -hmm. where the, her only attempt at sort of seriousness, and it had a music video where she looks imploringly into the camera on a damn cold night, trying to figure out this life. Take me by the hand. Take me somewhere new. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I liked I liked the one um, 
my happy ending off her next album. Yes. Which I, believe, was actually good. which I believe was written by Rain Maida. Hell yeah, Whoa. Rain Maida. Our Lady Whoa. Peace, OLP. Oh, I yeah. Love- Do you know who OLP are, Steven? Because you're American. Do I know who? Our Lady OLP. Peace. No, well, not Maybe. Man's Dead. No. They're this uh, Canadian, like, post-grunge band, I guess you could say. Uh, and they released three, like, great albums with very, like, poetic lyrics and very, like, experimental, like, guitar playing. And then they just totally went pop in, like, the early 2000s. And... So, wait, is it, so they're, are they called um, Our, Our Lady Peace? Yeah. Our Lady Peace. Okay. I'm, I found them on my phone. They had albums with a guy which he was chewing an acrobat swing. Yeah. And it's called Clumsy. Well, listen, post-grunge is a toss-up for me. It's I'm either for No, it. but they, they were good post-grunge. There's like a like mid-90s wave of Canadian post-grunge. Okay, well, yeah. okay. Like how loosely are, defined post-grunge. Like how I, I, I judge them is based on the following very important sequence of events. Depending on vocalist Rain Maida's status now, as I click on his name, if he died in a horrific way, I will I will like them. Okay. Did he die? Did he jump in front of a train? What? Like the sound vocalist? Wait, does no, he, Rain did Rain Maida is alive. Ah, uh, then I probably he, won't he's like He's married them. to... Uh, Chantal Kreviatsik, who's another like nine late nineties Canadian alt rock <laughs> icon in their They all movie. did that though. Avril married uh Derek Wibley of Sum Forty One and then Chad Kroger of Nickelback. She uh which some would what? consider an upgrade. She married what? Yeah. No. Yeah, and yeah. she had Lyme disease the entire time, which is funny to think that you're just whacked out on Lyme disease Wait, and you Avril- progressively Wait, Mary. who was married to Chad Kroger? No, Avril they got Levine. divorced. No. They did get divorced eventually, but they also uh, wrote the ill-fated and racist uh, song "Hello Kitty." What? Oh yeah, that song was. Uh, that was. Uh... <laughs> it was a great point in in Western oh, culture. Oh man, when did that happen? Was that when Hello we were Kitty? in college? Yeah, I think that happened okay. like a decade I was, ago. I was so I think drunk. It was like I, I remember being in graduate school when that came out. Yeah. So I think it was 2014, 2015. Avril, the twilight years. Yeah, very much. The, the Avril, the Lyme disease years. Uh, she's hey, Lyme I think she's still sucks. putting them out. It does. It that's, apparently, why I, that's why I'm a failure. Because of Lyme disease? Yeah. Did, Did you, you have, have Lyme disease? Yeah, but I'm fine now. <laughs> what was I'm it like fine. when you had Lyme disease? What I'm what fine. are the I kept I just drank through it, you know? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Did you know that Avril Levine was featured in the two thousand three game The Sim Superstar as an NPC? Wow. Oh my god. Which stands for non playable celebrity. so there is some version of avril that will be 20 forever that will be 23 forever uh how old is she because she's not that much 40 no she's probably she's 35 she's 35 that's not that old 
All of her eggs are gone. Why do I have to go? Is it complicated? <laughs> uh, <laughs> why do I have to go and get compl complicated? Why do I have to go and make things so complicated? Skater, skater boy, skater boy is a good one too. Skater boy. Yeah, I liked how she spelled it. Like the song itself, it's like whatever. But um, I do appreciate the uh, calligraphy. It's a very nice message too, because it's a very nice juvenile fantasy where you get revenge on the lover that's burned you in high school by taking your skateboarding to the raddest max. Yeah. Adolescent, uh, the, the life and times of adolescence is the only interesting thing about humanity. Yeah. It's well, I true. think, it, yeah, because stuff is so much more heightened then. Because you're experiencing. Only time love matters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, did you did you ever hear? Did you ever know of like J.R.R. Tolkien's general attitude towards things, which is surprisingly what? pessimistic, and I kind of like. How would you sum up J.R.R. Tolkien's general attitude towards things? Well, he believed in sort of recursive but worse. Like everything sort of, it's different than time as a flat circle, more like a helix going downwards to hell, where things repeat, but they repeat less grandly and more stupidly. And that's reflected in Lord of the Rings, where it's in the first age, in the second age, in the third age, where all of these ages are marked by these big mono myths, but he's sort of repeating less grandly and more stupidly. Oh. And I sort of like that outlook. That's like, yeah. oh. it's it's even worse than time is a flat circle, which is everything repeats, but gets slightly worse from the initial concept of creation. And I think that's fun. And that's my philosophy. Okay. But so it started with elves? Start with elves. <laughs> elves. It started with elves. Okay, let me get this straight. It started with elves and is ending with Hillary Clinton is trying to like, <laughs> take over the world. <laughs> you see, John Podesta was molesting elves, not children. That's oh. what they got wrong. They were uh, they were squirreling away elves. So are, is like Hitler the orcs? Are we the orcs? Uh, well, I am a dwarf, according okay. to. Uh, so you Tolkien. get to just decide, based on personal aesthetic choice, mm -hmm. what race, what fantasy race you are. Well, the dwarves are very obviously Jews in Lord of the Rings. You know, <laughs> Hobbit is all about what if me and my twelve Jewish friends just went and you know, gone adventure to get their gold back. You know, from what? From Smaug, okay, who is uh, a wasp, clearly who is uh, sort of a landed hegemony, that uh, <laughs> German so it's like, demon. Uh, it's like Riverdale. Riverdale is where they all meet up, right? Rivendell? Riverdale? Rivendale. Oh, yeah, Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. So Riverdale, Riverdale is... is, is Riverdale uh, Rivendell is... No, because uh, that's where the elves are. The elves are, I guess, different Jews. Okay, so... <laughs> They're, they're different types of Jews, right? But, so the well, elves are like what? the Rothschilds. The elves are like the international global Jew, where like dwarves are like shtetl Jews. You okay. know, they're like, it's... And the orcs let's are... Let's put it this way. What kind of Jews are the orcs? Elves are Hebrew. Okay. Dwarves are Yiddish. Uh, orcs are Long Island. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And these are... This is the Tolkien spectrum of Jews. And so when Tolkien was writing... The hobbits are short white guys. Oh, I thought hobbits the are short Christians. Okay. <laughs> Men are, are regular Christians. 
But then that's, everyone that's else the is symbolism. The, everyone else is Jews. Except for the Hirudin, who are clearly Muslim. <laughs> oh god, I don't read I, I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings movies, let alone read the books. They, I tell you, I watched them recently, and uh, they hold up better than Game of Thrones, I tell you what. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I, I, I remember really liking The Two Towers. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, like, that was the only one where I went into the theater and it didn't feel like a 10-hour movie. Yeah. I was really disappointed when The Two Towers came down, though. You know, it was it was like a real watershed moment in my life. I think that um, I think Gandalf brought down the two towers. <laughs> so what you're saying, so uh, is uh, as the Jews did the Lord of the Rings equivalent of 9/11. Is Gandalf a Jew though? Gan, they're all Jews. Everyone that's not hobbits or <laughs> or men are Jews. Even the hobbits are Jews. We're gonna get sued by the total. Oh, the hobbits state. are definitely Jews. Hobbits are super Jews, but they're like the British, like assimilated Jews. Well, I would say they're like, they're, like the hobbits are Ashkenazi for sure. <laughs> like, like Frodo is always like whining about something or other. I gotta go to summer camp. <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta go on this long journey. I don't know. Yeah, they're all they're all little fussy boys. They're all little pansy boys. They're all little soy boys. Yeah. Did you see that thing that Orson Welles couldn't stand Woody Allen? Why? Because <laughs> he he's kept raping like, his daughters. He's like, <laughs> like, I just hate men of that kind of character. <laughs> <laughs> Orson Welles kicks ass. Yeah. I. Uh, well, kind of. He made just a sequence of ever more confusing movies. Nah, man, Othello's great. It's the greatest blackface performance of all time. Honestly, I've seen Susan Kane like three times. Yeah. It's good. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. But it's not, like, I don't understand how people think it is like the greatest film of all time. Like, it's good. There's a lot of symbolism in there, and I get it. And, you know, working in the newspaper business, I, I, I have an appreciation for that <laughs> type of narrative arc. But, yeah, I mean, it isn't, like, the number one film of all time. In, in I think it's the most influential. Like, usually greatest lists boil down to most influential lists. And I think Citizen Kane, uh, in terms of the effect it had on montage and uh, matching sort of uh, sound to montage and film and sprockets. Sprockets? These are things, yes. These are film things that I know about. Yeah. So it was very revolutionary with the sprockets. But I think, or no, it it just represented sort of a a logical continuation in filmic language by uh, inventing a lot of stuff. I, I remember the sequence where he's sort of burning down his lady friend who's like a, he's trying to make into a singer and it ends with the light bulb going out. And, you know, that sort of visual symbolism up to that point had been rare. Uh, and Citizen Kane was just so chock full of it in every single moment that it was sort of hard to ignore. What uh, uh, frickin' Orson Welles said was that the thing that he did to watch Citizen Kane was watch Stagecoach by John Ford 40 times. And Stagecoach is not a great movie 
Yeah, I've seen Stagecoach a lot. I actually quite like Stagecoach. I did one, but, for one of my songs. I listened to Disintegration by The Cure forty times. <laughs> it's a much different and experience that, than Stagecoach. And, and that song sucked. <laughs> yeah. And and then the website it was on deleted everybody's music, and that website's dead, and I lost all my music. But further to my it's point, gone. Disintegration is influential. Uh, but it sucks. Same with Stagecoach. And well, oh. Citizen Kane doesn't suck, but it I is like a logical. <laughs> it's, it's not... My favorite Cure album is the Head on the Door. Mm-hmm. Like Disintegration okay. is a bit bloated. You know, if it was like a Radiohead album, it would be Hill to the Thief. Like it's got some bangers on there, but it's... yeah, there's, there's a bit much. I you- love Radio Shack. Radio Shack is my favorite band. How do you think Radio Shack's going to do with the pandemic? <laughs> uh, I think they're going to release a lot of albums. <laughs> Tom Shack is going to release an album. And oh, you can't forget a- about Ed Green Shack. <laughs> Johnny Green Shack. Johnny Green Shack, right. Ed the one that does the- Yeah, Ed O'Shack, right. You know Ed O'Brien is a uh, big fish head? You know uh, that? <laughs> I, there's a lot of very talent, otherwise talented musicians who are very into fish. Oh man, what do you think the fish community is doing with the pandemic? Oh my God, you're right. That's oh, well, the I, I know this actually, because um, some would say I am loosely affiliated with fish. <laughs> it's well, okay. excellent. We have at least one listener have, who is you've also definitely been to a fish concert. Sure. Oh yeah, I've been to several fish concerts. Oh, and what's, I, what's the I've lowdown? Been, I've been itching to go to another one, but that's not possible. Uh, anyways, every Tuesday, Fish are doing uh, Dinner in a Movie, which is an old, named after an old song of theirs from uh, mm. one of the early albums called Junta, I think. I know Junta. That's the only, like, they, they no one likes Fish studio albums, but that's the one people point to. Uh, Picture of Nectar, I would say. Is, is a better studio album. But yeah. <laughs> in any event, they're doing dinner in a movie every Tuesday where they stream an old live show for free. Um, and they also provide recipes if you want to like make some dinner beforehand. You know, when you're in quarantine, they provide they tell you what the ingredients are and like how to make it and like Are eat. they all vegans and such? No, I, I don't I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Fish is crazy. They yeah, I'm like, I, I fish, could get into dude. this. They only eat fish. They only eat fish and Swedish fish. And uh, I had to uh, quit the band because <laughs> they only let me eat like fish or Swedish fish. Ugh. Yeah, my bowels were just totally obstructed for days. Just gummy. What else on the body is there that's like your bowels and your jowls? Bowels and your jowls. Your jowls. Biceps and triceps. Okay. Biceps and triceps, your jowls and your bowels. (laughs) Your chin and the tip of your pin, which is your penis. Oh, that would be, that's a horrible euphemism for penis I just invented. Your pin. Hmm, Where did you stick your pin? Did you tip? Did you stick the tip of your pin in yeah, the cord? Yeah, you invented. You invented that, not a billion 
18th century French playwrights. They said prick. Did they say pin? Did they say rapier? Did they say EP? What are other sharp swordy things? Yeah, they said they said every single one of those. Which sword? What sword would you most want your penis compared to? A flamberge? The one that's sharp on both sides. I think my penis would be a rapier. Okay. <laughs> Mine would be like the Darth Maul lightsaber. <laughs> is that, does that count as, as a sword? Sure. It's a sword. sword? Is it come out your come out the other end? So that, yeah, it's it's the it's the double. It it's on, like a, a twin dog penis. You got one on the back. <laughs> he was definitely the best part of uh, the Phantom Menace. We can all agree. Uh, no, the best part of the Phantom Menace is now this is pod racing. <laughs> oh man that movie only functions as uh man pe we, people just can't get over that movie well it's it's the greatest auteur vision we have of our time of like we got to see someone make use of hundreds of millions of dollars to bring what was uniquely uh sort of this stream of consciousness vision because famously george lucas only did in one draft so this is a man unbound up on the screen. No one is reeling him back and we got to see it. And we realized that everyone's dreams for the last 40 years were built on sand. Star Wars was nothing more than the fever dream of a mediocre man. <laughs> and uh, sort of uh, the, the, the magic was lost. <sighs> and people don't like it because you can never go back, you see. Well, from what I'm hearing about the last one, which I have not seen, mm -hmm. is that shit's whack. It's the worst Star Wars movie, I think. Like, last, it's, yeah. it's worse than Phantom Menace and uh, Revenge of the Clones or whatever the fuck it's called. Attack of the Sith. Well, because those movies are, at least are funny because they're they're the greatest auteur movies of all time yes we heard you the first time they're the greatest auteur movies. i mean i don't know i saw i saw um rise of skywalker is that what it's called I yes so. i think yeah, so. i saw it with my buddy uh here in medicine hat and we i mean we had a we had a pretty good time <laughs> like this just just dunking on all the idiosyncrasies in there like all of a sudden like like what's her name uh gets princess leia's lightsaber and it's like oh yeah of course the lightsaber that princess leia has in all the movies yes but it's you can dunk on it because it's more crass and cynical whereas the prequels are uh lazy and weird the prequels are more colorful yeah Mm. What did you think of the last? I don't fucking care about the last. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck all of it. All of it can go to hell. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck Star Trek. Fuck all science fiction <laughs> except for Heinlein. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. no, no, no. If I had to bad. choose one, I'd choose Philip K. Pin. Yeah, no, Philip K. Pin, uh, which sounds like that sounds like a Jordan Peterson like. Uh, uh, Philip K. Dick crossover. Oh, by the way, still, <laughs> still nothing, no shred of evidence about the good doctor. His, and his that he's status. existing and his status. Nope, I have found no evidence. Are, are you a Peterson truther? Right In like, terms of think... that, he may be dead. But but who do you think killed him? <laughs> 
His daughter, his evil right. daughter. Okay, so I'm not the only one. No, and he hasn't put anything out. He's got a really odd Twitter now that's like promoting stuff. There's Peterson Truthers on the subreddit too. Go there and look for them. They're very funny. Look, Mikayla lapsed into a meat rage and she killed, she killed her dad because she just had too much gravy in the blood. Yeah, and took his body to Russia. No, well, took him to Russia and killed him there. I don't know what's going on. He hasn't been mm. heard from in like a year. Well, he did tweet yesterday. Yeah, I became the... a grandfather a second time with the birth of Elliot Peterson to my son Julian and his wife Jillian at 11.54 last night. What? bullshit. Michaela... Oh, no. Hold on, hold on. Back up. His his Chill. his crazy daughter has his Twitter. Yeah. But it, they're called Julian and Jillian? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's what? very funny. What? Why? Julian and Jillian. But also, <laughs> why, why, why do we never hear about Julian Peterson? Like, uh, why do we never hear about thought... Tiffany Trump? Yeah, or like Randy Ford. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Randy Ford exists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, so the, the Ford family, you got, you got um, Diane. Diane who, Ford. Okay. Who died uh, last year. Sad. Uh, you got Doug Sr., who was... The original tag man. Yeah, he was the original tag man. He was also a, uh Ontario legislator, uh, loosely defined. I don't think he passed any legislation. And he was like <laughs> a backbencher in the Mike Harris years. Mike Harris was a super um, neoliberal premier of Ontario in yeah. the in the late 90s. He had more cuts to the Ontario government than a goth girl's arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so those that that's like the OG Fords. And then they had three kids. We know they had four kids, four kids. Okay. They have Rob and Doug, who yeah. you know, you love. The Brothers of Destruction. Well, people don't know. Rob is internationally famous for being crack mayor. People don't know Doug as much. Yeah, but I think they do, because he is the premier of Canada's largest province. No one knows the fucking premier of Ontario. You just had to explain who Mike Harris was. Wait, well, yeah, because are... Mike Harris was the premier of Ontario like 20 years ago. This is the this yeah. is the Canadian-human-pig hybrid experiment that you guys have been running, right? That's yes. what you're talking about? Yes. Where you cross a, a family with a pig family? Yeah, <laughs> we are creating a race of brindled men that will rule us all. It's a pig man, Jerry. It's a pig man. <laughs> But, but no, so there's Robin Doug, and then there's Kathy. Now, Kathy, um, so the second time Rob Ford got caught smoking crack, after he admitted that, yes, he has smoked crack, but he doesn't smoke crack, so he wasn't lying when he says he doesn't smoke crack. Because it's not, he, he's not an addict. He just does it sometimes. It's well, crack. also, you freebase crack, technically. So, you smoke around a light bulb. But um, so then um, he admits that the crack tape is real. And then a bit later, uh, the Globe and Mail, which is sort of Canada's national newspaper of record, um, gets a photo of him smoking crack from like taken like days earlier. And that was in his sister Kathy's basement. <laughs> is, was, was, is a huge crackhead. And 
she was also, dig this, she was shot in the face by her ex-husband. That's fucking cool as hell. What yeah, was yeah. Her... She, she looks fucking good for a woman who was shot in the face, let me tell you. She had the good reconstructive surgery. Well, you know, entry wounds aren't that big. You know, if she was shot in the cheek, get that patched yeah. up. You yeah, know, what's it look like on the, on the backside? Yeah. Yikes. That's, that's why I'd rather be shot in the face than in the back of the head, you know? Hmm. But but then there's Randy Ford, and he's like the Tiffany Trump of the Ford family. Like, no one fucking talks about him. He's the Zeppo. Yeah, like, I don't know anything about the guy. There's just nothing there. There's just, uh, can you imagine being uh, that person, though? I guess when your siblings are that way, though, you, you're sort of thankful that you're the normal one. Or there's a lot of pressure. Oh, he, there's he a lot does of not, pressure. He does not look normal. Yeah, Randy I don't Ford? think he's the normal one. He does not look like a normal guy. Um, who was that guy from DuPont that molested a two-year-old and then got off? He was like one of the DuPont uh, heirs. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I only know the, the guy that Steve Carell played. Yeah, there was oh, he, the guy movie. that started the wrestling academy, the fox catcher guy. But no, the That's whole DuPont movie. family is like, it is a good movie. <laughs> Fucking anything with Steve Carell in a prosthetic. Uh, yeah, okay, so fuck, that would be Robert. Sure it sucked. It's someone named Robert H. Richards IV, scion of the family who built the chemical empire and kin to the co-founders of a prestigious law firm, Richards, Layton, and Finger. Hell yeah was given eight years probation mm -hmm. and was ordered to seek treatment after being convicted of fourth-degree rape of a th his three-year-old daughter. The That's DuPont, the guy. DuPont family heir, Robert H. Richards, the fourth. Yes, that's the man. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that's the man I was referring to. That's the guy. Uh, and uh, money will get the you places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's because that's like you hear a lot of uh sex assault stories but rarely do you hear the under five the rare under five one uh which i know uh a topic we've often discussed jeremy is um uh, oh, hell yeah. profits, be, be more accurate here. Singer you, Ian you, Watkins. you bring it up you discuss it yeah, yeah he uh ian watkins uh famously described his rape of a one-year-old as being mega lols yes that was in the court. Uh, that was in the court transcript. It was made yeah. a loss. <laughs> which kind of rules. Oh, um, that guy. That but yeah, no, I actually, I think that uh, Last Train Home is a fucking banger. From <laughs> what? What's what the fuck is Last Train Home from Lost Profits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> you know, know that song. Well, there's only one banger by Ian Watkins I'm familiar with, and that's. <laughs> That is the assault of a small child given to him by one of the... See, so uh, this guy needs to be killed in jail, basically. Ian this is Watkins? The guy that, yeah, he needs to be killed in jail. See, right? it works differently in English jail. See, in Why? here, uh, Why? Pedophiles, pedophiles get killed in jail here. In English jail, they become kings of the jail. What? Because they're seen as, like, the top guys. Okay, so, well, that fuck guy, that. He did a little baby. He's now our king. I'm we glad they did Brexit. We give him all of the ramen. Yeah. Um, but I saw, um, they've been taken off Spotify. Good. Lost Profits? Yeah. Did they That's still have Gary Glitter on Spotify? 
Oh wait, that's a lie. Lost Profits is on Spotify, but it's only an album from 2010. Now, when did Ian Watkins go to prison? I think this was the non-Ian Watkins album. Then. Right. This must have been of Ian Watkins. Uh, Can you? Imagine oh, no, being no, no. the best. Yeah. He was sentenced. He was sentenced to 29 years in prison in 2013. Oh wow! So why is this? Why are they have the baby? Uh, I don't care. What do What do I care? Spotify. Who else has been accused that's still beloved? Man, I had forgotten uh, about that. The lost profits thing, or yeah, the Gary. Thanks Glitter for thing? thanks for reminding me about the lost profits thing. Yeah, I'd finally forgotten about that. In terms of like another band that I think is funny that sort of ended in horror was. Do you remember the band Power Bottom? Uh, no, I remember Power Man Five Thousand. <laughs> Power Man Five Thousand was much better than Power Bottom because uh, Power Bottom uh, were bad. And uh, I, we knew these guys personally. Not yeah, personally. that's why. Why I don't want to talk about it. Okay, but, but I'm just. Saying, I didn't know them that personally. I mean, they, I we we didn't know them that. We they were acquaintances of acquaintances. But the thing is, everyone. So Power Bottom was this queer pop band that were the next big thing. They had, uh, uh, they had glommed on, Amanda Palmer came to the school once and these people had managed to get <laughs> in her good graces, which is how they sort of uh, got in uh, to a larger platform. Uh, and now Amanda Palmer divorced Neil Gaiman through Patreon as an aside. That's just funny because I hate fucking Amanda Palmer. I think she's a real grade A cunt. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm going there. I'll <sighs> go there for Amanda Palmer. She deserves oh it. Grade S cunt, tier S cunt. Is S higher than A? S is higher than A, according to every Japanese tournament thing that I've yeah, ever seen. I've started seeing that now in in more mainstream memes, which mm. no, I, I I know a guy whose last name is Seaward. His last name is Seaward. Yeah. Like S E E W W O R D. Well, not like S E W A R D, but still like. Uh, Seward, like Seward. I, I, I used to work with him when I was I was in the newspaper business. Uh, what if your last name was spelled E N W A R D? Hello, my name is Harry Edward. Nedward and Nedward. Nedward. Nedward is yeah. There you go. The Nedward. The Nedward. If N was like Z, like is Z. But it's Ned. <laughs> it's the Ned word. Yeah, we need it's to bring the Z back. Word. It's the Z word. Yeah. Oh no, the Z. That's a Canadian thing. Oh, you can't say the Z word. That's <laughs> that's the worst one of all. That's <laughs> that's like worse than three uh, three rouges in in uh, the CFL. That's like four <laughs> F words combined. Yeah, you don't want the Z word. I'm gonna start doing cursing math. Cursing math. Yeah, uh-huh. Fall fucks is a shit. No, four shits would be a fuck. So you guys get hit with that cold weather? Yeah, we had snow in May. Mm. Hmm. Very suspicious, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. The Democrats with their weather machines. The Democrats. Yeah, that's my conspiracy the theory. It's getting no traction that the Democrats control the weather with their weather machines. I, I think that's plausible well, because isn't, it, isn't there 
a conspiracy theory that like harp is being used to control the weather through like the moon and shit, which isn't real. Harp? Yeah, like H A A R P. What's that? I don't know. I remember re- something to do with like like people are talking about it in relation to 5G. Okay, so it's like some sort of global uh wave projecting electronic thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's the high frequency active auroral research program. Mm-hmm. Um which is an ionospheric research program. So it studies like the upper atmosphere and I guess the weather. Only the upper atmosphere? Fucking lazy. Yeah. It's cock shit. It was it was established in nineteen ninety-three, so thanks Democrats. <laughs> thanks, Stephanopoulos. Oh, began uh, Ted Stevens helped win approval. Ted Stevens who famously described the internet as a series of tubes. Yeah, who died in an airplane crash and then they named the airport after him, which is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man, I hope to be named yeah. ironically by something. That's like we do it here. We do it like that here. Yeah, I want to be killed by a bull and have the calf named after me. Oh, okay. I could set that up for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> what, what state do you live in, Stephen? Michigan. Oh, really? My, my mom's from Detroit. Well, like the the suburbs around Detroit, not yeah, but you know yeah, your mom's not from the wrong side of Eight Mile. I'm technically no. I my mean, mom was from the right side of Eight Mile, but she lived near Eight Mile. Mm. The suburbs they, of Detroit are huge. Yeah, my my grandparents lived in Southfield. Yeah, where do you live in Detroit? I live in Ann Arbor. Okay, so is it that is that on the the peninsula? No. Oh, okay. No, so, I, that's very. It's close to Detroit. It's just like thirty minutes away from Detroit. It's like you drive through Detroit suburbs and then you get to Ann Arbor, which is where the University of Michigan is. Right. Like, my mom went to U of M, I think, or maybe she went to Michigan State. But where's Michigan State? That is, uh, I think, that's in Lansing. I thought it was oh. in Kalamazoo. It's either, or maybe it's in Kalamazoo. I I don't know. It could. Well, there's be. one I just like saying Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo is where uh, Jack White lives. Jack J- Jack White. Well, besides besides like Nashville, New York City, L.A., and wherever the fuck else. Hey, he's a multimillionaire, but he still dresses like that. But I guess that's idea. He stand for Bernie. I'm for Jack White. Yeah, well, that's right. He played that uh, that rally uh, with Rashida. I mean, she didn't play it, but she was there. It'd be funny if you had Rashida Talib doing Meg White stuff. <laughs> you don't need a lot of training. You could get Rashida to learn that it in like could. a day. But he covered License to Kill by Bob Dylan. Sure. Really? Sure. Uh, who weird. doesn't like Jack White? <clears throat> I Well, he's all right. He's all right. Yeah, I, I, saw, I never got to see the White Stripes live, but I saw him live with my brother um in like 2014 i think uh jack white right. taught me to do the spastic thing with my voice which is you know <laughs> huh wow he taught you that he taught me that he taught me how to do that and you used it to great effect out of all of the v bands 
from the early 2000s, including The Strokes, The Vines, The Hives, The White I like, Stripes. I like The The. Do you know The The? I do remember The The, but they're from the 90s. They were earlier. They predated this era. Because remember when a, the, it looked like rock was going to happen? There was going to be a rock revival. All these new young garage band guys that coming out, they're getting promoted. Yeah, Strokes Foo Fighters. Are happening. Like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, like the Foof. Or is Foo uh, Fighters just Foo Fighters, or are they the Foo Fighters? Uh, <laughs> see, Foo Fighters. Okay, okay, see, that's who I was trying to liken Our Lady Peace to, is like, what would the American equivalent be? And Foo Fighters is a good one. Where no, comes... no, I would, I would say... I would say they're more... Three doors their down. early stuff was definitely more... I would analogous to like the Smashing Pumpkins or Soundgarden. Okay. Well, maybe Soundgarden was a little, they were a little harder, but I could There's see Smashing Pumpkins. Good, Matt Good, who they sort of had a rivalry with Matthew Goodin mm. um, out of Vancouver. He, I think, was more going for like a Radiohead sound. Mm. Um, but they would all sound like, he. I remember Matthew Goodin because he had that one thing, frantic. So let me up. It was the it was the share singing, I think that sort of because it was uh, uh, Eddie Vedder really. Uh, really... No, but Matt didn't. Did, I don't agree that he he had that share voice. No, I, he didn't have the full share, but it was definitely informed by share. It's the same with the guy from the Tea Party. You can hear it. Definitely the guy from the Tea Party in the syllable load load. As opposed to load, they go load. <laughs> his voice was very like manic <laughs> and like intense, um, and, and that's because he actually has bipolar disorder. But... That's what you need. If you're gonna be a rocker, nothing rocks harder than bipolar. Well, yeah, his music, both his music hasn't been like he's still coming out with albums, um, and they're like whatever, um, but. Yeah, he just doesn't have that like manic energy in his voice anymore. Yeah, um, you need the rock and the roll. That's bipolar disorder. Can't have one <laughs> or the other. Bipolar is pretty rock and roll. It is, yeah. Rock is rock and roll mental illness, I would say. Yes. Did you see uh, uh, did you see Axel Rose uh replying to Steve Mnuchin on Twitter? What? Did Steve Mnuchin... I, I feel like was, some of Steve Mnuchin's money got up in Chinese democracy. It was bizarre. <laughs> it what was did bizarre. Axel Rose say to Steve Mnuchin? What could they, he have possibly said to Steve Mnuchin? Um, hold on. I don't, gotta, I, don't, I don't know how to... How do you speak like uh, Axel Rose? Uh, he speaks normally in interviews. Uh, in songs he talks like this! He, so he doesn't speak like the things, eh? Yeah. Because previously we've stated on the podcast that, as fact, that the way a person speaks is exactly how they sing. That was You're like right. You just have to sing it to Welcome to the Jungle. So everything uh, Axel Rose says is, <clears throat> I would like to go to the store today. We need all the eggs and milk. We got to get some bread. <laughs> You know, he sings everything to Welcome to the Jungle. That's that's what you got to do. Yeah, his one good his one good song. <laughs> no, there's more. I like November Rain. Even called November Rain. Nothing lasts forever. Do you remember that song? 
Do you remember? Do you remember that song, One in a Million? No. Wait, is you that a Guns N' Roses song? Is that wait? Yeah, isn't yeah, that famously the worst Guns N' Roses song? I, I, I mean, it's a good song, but it, like, um, it, it's on GNR Lives. Mm. So like the same album as Patience and, uh, um, yeah, Patience is on there. Uh, it's the last song, and he he says the N word. Um, no, no, you know, you know, yeah, and he he's obviously like trying to be like woke and epic. <laughs> but, uh, it has not aged well. He's like, um, there's it's like immigrants and faggots. They make no sense to me. They come to our country and think they'll do as they please. Uh, so he's taking the voice of a of a hateful man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's, uh, it's like it's like in uh, the classic Floyd, unreliable uh, narrator. It's like in the flesh by Pink Floyd. Right? Yes, they say the N word in Los Angeles by X, and they also say it in Holiday in Cambodia. But those ones, uh, yeah, they probably age just about as poorly. A lot of high-minded uh, white people. Well, of course, Bob Dylan uh, famously said, "Drop the N bomb in Hurricane." <laughs> That's and he I... also he also did whiteface in the Rolling Thunder review. What? How did he do whiteface? He just painted his face white. Okay. Seen, you should watch the Scorsese doc um, on the Rolling Thunder review, uh, which is a Netflix original. I feel like Bob Dylan, for me, is just the ultimate emperor has no clothes. Like, he's just constantly bluffing depth, and people seem to take him at his, like, a whole generation seems to take him at his word. More than more than one generation. I yeah. don't necessarily agree with what you're saying, but may, I think an argument for there being some depth is the, that multiple generations now. I mean, not ev- er, not everyone's an idiot, right? Like, there's got to be some depth there. I don't know. I haven't listened to the guy. Couldn't tell you a single thing about him. I think it's... I, I feel like even though it is idiosyncratic with his voice and everything, there is sort of like a blank sw- slate quality to the the folk music because it's usually just sort of, he's usually just singing one note and the lyrics, even though they sort of grasp at poetry, don't necessarily make the most. Uh, I like I like Leonard Cohen. Why don't we talk about Leonard Cohen? Wait, 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 but Bob, I, I just wanted to, you know, he released that 17 minute yeah. The Kennedy song about yeah. the Kennedy assassination. He says the N word like seven times. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. But uh, yeah, he uh, his first album of original material in eight years is coming out next month. Wow. He he just dropped this uh, another song from it called False Prophet. <laughs> okay. Which is like I, I'm kind of surprised Bob Dylan has never had a song called False Prophet. Um, before, like, how does he that, spell profit? Uh, <laughs> like lost profits. Uh, okay. uh, no. Not like, not like, uh, not false, like uh, false, uh, the I, false profits of being the whiskey spokesman. <laughs> I've tried that whiskey actually, it's quite good. False profit whiskey. No, no, no. Uh, Bob Dylan has a whiskey brand, I think. It's oh. I think it's bourbon. It's bourbon. Oh, okay. Look, everyone knows that alcohol tastes better with a celebrity endorsement because <laughs> parts of every celebrity endorsement involves the celebrity putting a little bit of their jizz in the batch. And so you yep. just get a little bit of Bob yep. with every sip of whiskey. That's uh, why you got to watch, watch out for that vaccine and Tom Hanks. 
<laughs> they're trying to trying to get Tom Hanks's DNA up in your DNA. They're trying to turn everyone into Hanks clones, yeah. uh, uh-huh. which is. But the problem with that is, for every Colin you get, you get a Chet Hayes. So yeah. you just have to burn the Chets. You just have to. They're they are the they're the chafe the chaff. Cain, Cain and Abel, Colin and Chet. <laughs> Who's the who's the middle Hank son? Speaking of the ones that people don't know, there is a middle Hank son that people forget about because he's not in movies, nor is he a huge embarrassment. Is he? What, I don't know. He's I, the I, he's the one that people kind of care about. Yeah, the it is really the Chet Colin duality that we can point to. Are you more of a Chet or more of a Colin? I I'm a Chet. You're a Chet. I'm absolutely a Chet. I don't know. I don't understand would the duality. I, would I enthusiastically do patois to uh, a camera broadcasting nationally? Yes. That is well within my behavioral regime. I am a bad person. Like Chet Hayes. <laughs> Yo, my a... dad got quarantined in Australia. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word. I wish I had a behavioral regime. That would be good for me. Yeah, you you can regulation. That's how I'm not bipolar anymore. I'm just I'm unipolar, but at many different poles throughout the day. You can you can regulation. What I'm saying is you got to get a lot of poles and, you know, you just got to you just got to burn them down. You got to smoke them. Got to smoke those poles and then you won't be bipolar. Got to smoke a bunch of poles. You'll be smoke smoke fuller. Okay. I, I just oh. love pole smoking as a synonym for sucking <laughs> dick. It's funny to me. Because what do you you hold up two fingers like you hold a cigarette? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think holding a dick like you would hold a cigarette is very funny between yeah. your index between, and middle finger. Just hold two fingers, <laughs> darling. You have a dick holder that's a cigarette holder that's just like a long plastic. Uh, you, you flick it when you're done. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you stomp it out. <laughs> Whose fantasy are we describing? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Aliens exist. Not aliens. UFOs exist. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know what that is. I don't Tom think DeLonge gave us the USOs. It could just be like something, some trick of the camera. No, it's USOs. It's happening. It was confirmed by the Navy. The Navy Kratz are sending it to us. We're going to be heroes. We're going to have other life. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Fucking aliens on a distant planet. Alien-human hybrids. Uh, magic powers. Going into the sun. Discovering uh, the lost realm of Atlantis. No more death. scriptures. No more death. That's what I'm saying. This Tom mm. DeLonge has started all of it. No more death. Achieving the singularity, we should Tom be, DeLong singularity. We should be worshiping Tom 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 DeLong, maybe. <laughs> I do worship Tom DeLong. You do? Uh, is there yeah. a is there a religion that we can, that I could join to to join you to to also worship him? Let's uh, start. It, yeah, it's yeah. called uh, it's called uh, 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 Islam. <laughs> I, I like the idea of Tom DeLong broadcasting uh, through through the uh, through the darkness of space a message to the aliens, and his his beautiful message goes, "Where are you?" <laughs> well, well, but 
<laughs> you know, Blink have that song, uh, Aliens Exist, on yes. Enema of the State. Enema of the State, yeah. He made it very clear early on that he was a, he was a ufologist. Yeah. Hey, Mom, there's something in the bathroom. <laughs> Blink-182. Okay, so My <laughs> Chemical Romance has gotten um, sort of uh, revised to not only be like, uh, uh, oh, the emo uh, trend of the 2000s is back, but now they're considered to be geniuses. They're considered to be fucking geniuses. And which is weird to me because My Chemical Romance always struck me as like a middling emo pop band from the mid 2000s, which is like fine. But now everyone has very fond memories of Welcome to the Black Parade, which in my mind was, I liked it when it was called the Million Man March. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people really like oh, them. Are, are you going to qualify that by denouncing Farrakhan? No, well, I'm just asking. No, I love Louis Farrakhan. Hey, Farrakhan's a prophet that I think you ought to listen to, okay? <laughs> People forget that Public Enemy said that. Well, really... Eric, Andre, Eric Andre remembered when he... Yes. He, he directly challenged Flava Flav on saying <laughs> Farrakhan's a prophet that I think you ought to listen to. So do you support the murder of Malcolm X? No, Farrakhan didn't kill Malcolm X. Well... I, did you see that Netflix uh, doc, uh, Who Killed Malcolm X? Was it Farrakhan? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm wondering if that's who they, they blame it on. I don't know. Mm. Well, it's not. If uh, Definitely it's some NOI thugs, but which NOI thugs? Well, isn't Farrakhan the top NOI thug? Yeah, but there's a lot of... I mean, I guess a lot he, of... Wasn't, he wasn't then, but I mean, no. was, he had to have been high up. That was know. a quick... I, I'm still on My Chemical Romance. Okay. But, but um, that was <laughs> just really quick right there, that transition. Hey, if you can't what? talk about NOI and MCR Who? together. So wait, a NOI is... Nation of Islam. Nation of Islam. Yeah. And they are, how nice. is Nation of Islam different from My Chemical Romance, would you guys say then? Uh, bow ties, mostly. <laughs> the bow ties. Um, well, My Chemical Romance had the, uh, Khan, the, the, the priest collar. Comic books what? Well, you know, Gerard Ray, um, or Way, whatever the fuck his name is, wrote um, The Umbrella Academy, right? I watched The Umbrella Academy. It was shot in Toronto, and I recognized various locations, and I had a great time. Yeah, it was quite good, but... I mean, that would be another difference between NOI and MCR. Okay. <laughs> the, the fact that, no, to my mind, no NOI guy has ever successfully written a comic book. I'm not, I'm not aware. I, look, I, I stand to be corrected. I'm just, uh, I'm just well, that's having where trouble. you're wrong, bucko, because I'm Stan just having Lee... trouble. I'm just having trouble telling these two groups apart is all, okay? <laughs> See, well, let's focus on how they're similar. Okay, okay so they okay. both believe that white people were created in a laboratory by an evil scientist named Yakub. So right. this is instrumental to the, the themes of the Black Parade, uh, mm -hmm. is you have to understand that we are the sons of Yakub, the S-O-Y, the soy boys, in other words. Soy, S-O-Y, N-O-Y, M-C-R, we're heroes of the modern day, bringing all of this together for you and just showing you, just just creating this lucidity 
around these various initials. <laughs> so how do you feel, my fellow sons of Yakub? Have you done any white devilry today? <laughs> would, would you say that Jordan Peterson is the white Farrakhan? <laughs> oh man, he has the potential. I, I've, I've thought he's had the potential to, to uh, send his followers off the deep end for a while. Yeah, he's like, he's definitely got like big Jim Jones energy. Uh, ben Shapiro is white Farrakhan because they both play the fucking violin. That's they're true. Both, they're both dweebs. Uh, but they're also vaguely threatening because they're constantly uh, doing the whole uh, hinting at genocide thing. Farrakhan has better ideas, I would say. Yeah. Like, well, I'd much rather contend with a black supremacist yeah. than Ben Shapiro. <laughs> than like an orthodox Jewish white supremacist yeah. who's only the like means of defending against charges of white supremacy is like, but I'm an orthodox Jew. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's like, it's just where you determine your pecking order in the fascist genocide machine, right? Like, because you know that if you get the fascist genocide machine going, uh, all the races are going to get exterminated. But in which order will they get exterminated? And Shapiro's hoping to get the Jews bumped up, you know, a few places. You know, that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's that. If you did you watch that show um, about the Lindbergh about Lindbergh, Charles? Oh Lindbergh. yeah, yeah. The uh, the plot against America. Yeah, that John Torturo's character in that has big Farrakhan energy. Yeah, that, that was, <laughs> he has big Farrakhan, and and then also kind of comparable to Ben Shapiro, and what and what Alex was just saying. That he's a fascist bootlicker. And and like. Up until the very end, just as always, assuming like he can make, he can bargain, he can like get them to see. Uh, I well, yeah, I think there's a. I think I would like that because for some reason, when I was in school, I would always attract the libertarians. Maybe because I was a former libertarian and knew how to talk to them. Uh, but for some, even though I was outwardly very socialist all the time, they liked talking to me. And I have no idea. Maybe that's just because I said cunt and faggot with reckless abandon. And see, that's what it. Okay, so I just I just realized something. These like weird conservative free speech people are the most fucking repressed people on the planet. They don't even want to say the N word. They just want the uh, know that they can, which is such a weird fucking thing to want. I'm... I mean, yes. they do want to say the N-word. A lot of them do. But maybe not the, the class of people that I'm talking about. They are oh, repressed. Man. Dennis Prager wants to say the N-word so badly. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like, always complaining about how... It, like, I think he said it's disgusting. You can't even say the N-word. <laughs> you just said the N-word, Dennis. You can you can easily say the N word. The word that you can't say is n no. <laughs> I was I'm not dipping. I am extreme. I'm edgy. I can't dip my toe into those waters. Well, the Louis C.K. did, and we thought we of, were. <laughs> whole point of freedom of speech is not that um, he's people aren't going to get mad at you for 
things like that. It just means no. the, gov- the government cannot arrest Dennis Prager for saying the N-word, and that remains to be true. Free speech means that I can say the N-word and black people suck my dick. That's what free speech means. Well, it means that, you know, you, you're going to get fired and everyone's going to hate you. And he's complaining um, about basically it's not, it's not a real argument. He's just a racist. Hey, what if your boss is a racist and the only way you can move up the corporate ladder is by doing racisms? So, touche, Dennis Prager. <laughs> well, that is like that is like having a job in America. I I wonder it's like, but there I I wonder how many jobs have been won through racism solidarity, just because you had like a a, a shitty boss, uh, who was like. You're clearly unqualified, but you share my opinion about Mexicans, so you got lot, the yeah. job. I don't know. I think it's still a problem. Mm. Racism solidarity. It's a thing. Well, yeah. Because it's, it's, like it's like a nice little secret you share with someone. This is our little hate secret, buddy. Read, I was reading about John Brown because um, his birthday was yesterday. Ooh, Harper's Fairy. And... <laughs> I'm a drag queen called Harper's Fairy. <laughs> the, like the the Southerners were like hysterical about the possibility that slavery was going to be um, taken away from them, and that their way of life would change, and that they would. It was kind of like disgusting. How yeah. Insane, and they like drove all the Northerners out, and they were just like shitting their pants. Hey, if we ended modern slavery today by getting rid of all the China stuff and suddenly phones became uh, $2,800 a piece, you know, I'd probably be like, can't we just go back to a little bit of slavery, you know, just on weekends? Yeah, I think we're going to have to have a lot less of things. Yeah. That means quality of life will go down. Yeah, I mean, it's already going down. Might as well go into the skid, you know. I can't get a webcam right now, I don't think. I think the only the only way we can really guarantee that future generations will have a quality of life that's better than ours is by inherently tanking our own quality of life. It's true. And that's, you know, and quality of life really does mean accessibility of webcams. So <laughs> I will take a hit for the future generations. I will not buy a webcam now so that there may be a webcam later. But where, how will you, where will you broadcast your OnlyFans? How will you broadcast your OnlyFans? Uh, I, yeah, I have to do OnlyFans by like, it's like stop, uh, stop motion animation style. <laughs> so, so yeah, I have like the first stop motion animation OnlyFans. You have the first claymation OnlyFans? Well, it's me. Okay. I, I do, because I can't, I don't have, a, I have to make my own like flip book pornos of me. So what what is OnlyFans? When when I got laid off my uh, at my newspaper job, people were telling me to start an OnlyFans. But isn't that just for like like whipping out your dick? Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's not for like talking politics, right? No, it's it, just it can for... be both too. A lot is of people like, like that. Is is it like what Twitch is to gaming? OnlyFans is to amateur porn. Yes. Okay, so this really weird genre of parasocial uh, thing is where you'll get like really knowledgeable cam girls like dropping uh, political knowledge while just casually dildoing themselves. 
And there is like a male equivalent to that, but it's obviously less prominent. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And but that's a whole genre of cam girls now is 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 uh, a girl that can have a conversation with you about I don't know the third international. Well, she's, she's in up and she's knee deep in puss. <laughs> oh, and, get my whole knee in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more of this um, gig economy porn going on now, mm. which is troubling. I guess. Like Uber for porn. Like, like what for what? Like Uber for porn. Well, yeah, but like, no, like you're when you said Twitch is probably more correct in that you're they have their own streaming. I mean, now everybody can be a porn star and it's real easy. Anyone want to unionize cam girls? That's Any, happening. The e girl unionization is happening. That people are trying to do that. Yeah, I think. Hot rights are human rights, as they say. Yeah, it's a good product. I use it. You I use, use pornography oh, frequently. Okay. I trade you mean, it. You mean the the product of pornography? Yes, not the specific cam girl thing. Yeah. Uh, it, for me, it's mostly balloon stuff. You yeah yeah the balloon porn is balloon porn yeah yeah. I got that bookmarked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Balloon porn. That don't let me don't let me near a zeppelin. I'll fuck it. <laughs> Don't let me. Oh man, a hot air balloon. Ah, oh, jeez, I'm getting flush. Oh God, I would love if we had more zeppelins. Like it was, it, it was the world that Batman the animated series predicted, and we just have uh, casual city zeppelins. Yep, just zeppelins everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of trucks, that that could have been our reality. Right. Just, but instead yeah no trucks no pollution from trucks crossing the country all the time instead just beautiful zeppelins carrying all of our goods landing gracefully never exploding <laughs> as president i shall invest in our nation's greatest untapped resource balloons <laughs> every house will be the house from up oh my god yeah we could have had Cloud cities. There you go. It's using our using our powerful balloon technology. You guys ever been in a hot air balloon? No, have you? No, have you? No. Is it on your bucket list? Not really. I have no dream. I would like I would like to attack someone from a hot air balloon. That's the only reason why I would want to be in a hot air balloon. Or do like hunting from a hot air balloon. Yeah. Like I would grenades. want to hunt a jaguar with grenades, with grenades. from a hot air balloon. <laughs> the, the third world war is going to be fought with hot air balloons. Yeah. And it's gonna be fought over jewel pods. <laughs> we spent all of our money on the F thirty five. What do we got left in the military budget? Hot air balloons? Maybe, but they got GPSs, so the tech, the tech goodness. That that would be like a really badass form of like guerrilla warfare. Battle zeppelins. Yeah, just flying over in a hot air balloon and just like sniping people. I feel they parody. I feel they're... parody. <laughs> just really clear. Oh my god. 
Because you, uh, you, you fucking know all these fucking big tech companies that are mediating our communications now are passing them along to, you know, the NSA or... Uh, yeah, we just gave... The, we gave Peter Thiel the idea to have an attack hot air balloon. <laughs> but yeah, well, I do identify as that. Yes. I, I do identify as an attack hot air balloon. <laughs> Uh, man, I, we need we need the uh, I, I there there must be like trans jokes writers just cranking them out in the Koch brothers dungeon. But uh, it's the same joke. Yeah, but they yeah. keep they keep doing endless variations just, of it. They just have one guy. How much do you think that job pays? Probably a lot better than working at newspaper. Yeah, see if you can become the the trans joke writer for for the Heritage Foundation. All right, let's try it. Yeah, we've invested I... millions of dollars into the new trans joke. Our trans joke technology has taken off. I identify as a mapkin. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, quickly, quickly. No, let, this is how it is done. It's much like Inception. First, identify yourself as a trans joke comic writer. Quickly. Okay. And then you I become identify. one. Right. <laughs> it's just like Inception. I identify as a Ricky Gervais. Louie! <laughs> Louie! <laughs> you know, um, speaking of uh, happy comics, I, 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 I like to every now and then hate watch uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. Yeah, it's the best hate watch. Show. Yeah, yeah, and usually it's a good hate watch because you'll have like one decent guest on sometimes. Speaking of guys who think they like... can say the n word, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I I was reading it was a tweet, so it's probably definitely true that Bill Maher's ex said he would say the n word n word like he was like a Quentin Tarantino character. <laughs> um, but but yeah no it's usually a great hate watch but i i watched it like pandemic real time with bill maher where he's just at his house mm-hmm. okay and he doesn't have panels anymore he just interviews the different guests you have on a panel and so he was interviewing like mel brooks's son max um, brooks the yes, zombie survival guide max about brooks? like china in COVID, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is like really happy. But the best part is, um, he goes out to his backyard to do new rules, mm. and there's no audience to laugh at his jokes. And you really get an appreciation for how bad they are when there's no audience like cheering along because a screen is talking. Who likes yeah. Bill Maher? Who is the Boomers. type of person? Boomers, like, like, I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, not my parents necessarily, but people like my parents. Yeah, like, like middle-aged, you know, boomers with like center, center-right politics. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what it is? It's the same thing with, like, Dennis Miller, too. It's, like, domination-style political rhetoric, like Ben Shapiro. It's not only you you have this 
as opposed to like Trevor Noah's obsequious style or like the daily show, what they would do is they never had to take a position because all they would do is point out hypocrisy, which is different than Bill Maher who has a position. It's just a stupid position, which is centrist neoliberalism, which he constantly is very smug about. Not unlike an Aaron Sorkin character. Yes. Yes. Very Sorkin esque less. Um, Less witty than a Sorkin character. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. They're pretty like, bad. I, I, I'm i an Aaron Sorkin apologist. <laughs> like, like, obviously, like, the newsroom is, like, fucking dog shit and don't get me started on it. I only just recently saw the, 9-11, uh, the Osama bin Laden pilot clip, and I couldn't believe they were. Have you ever seen that clip? No. <laughs> There, there, it's an episode of the newsroom uh, where uh, it turns out Osama bin Laden has died and one of the newsroom guys gets it on his phone. And then he sees there's like a hubbub on the plane and then the guy sees the pilot. The pilot comes out, what's going on here? And then the newsroom guy looks into his eyes and says very dramatically, sir, we got him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that movie, that, that show is such dog shit. But I do have a soft spot for the West Wing its politics have not aged very well to put it mildly but yeah. i just I, I i like the like rhythms of his dialogue yeah but and you know the, you the can walking talks really social good. network is an objectively good sorkin yeah that that's probably his masterpiece i would say Charlie Wilson's War has dog shit politics but is a fun movie yeah i remember seeing that with my parents Yes, that, that's a very good parents movie. Yeah, it's it's definitely got boomer energy. Yeah, right? my dad made me watch that. <laughs> um, uh, man, what what are some other circumstances? Everyone Ball? likes Few Good Men. Few Good Men doesn't. He didn't do Moneyball. He wrote Moneyball. He wrote Moneyball. He didn't write Moneyball. He didn't write Moneyball. He didn't write no Moneyball. Did he write Moneyball? <laughs> Who's, who wrote Moneyball? Uh, he helped Warren Beatty write Bullworth. Uh, Bullworth kicks ass. Bullworth is hilarious. Was that, was that the movie with Ghetto Superstar by Prop? It was indeed. Okay. <laughs> Which is a banger. Yes, it is a banger. I can't think of another hip-hop reappropriation of Islands in the Stream. Uh <laughs> Or any other popular country song. Has there been a hip-hop Jolene yet? I feel like we're due. Well, I know Kid Cudi sampled Lay Lady Lay. <laughs> and, and of course, you got Lil Nas X, who's like, you know, country rap superstar. He's gay, country black. Oh, yeah, he's gay. He came out. He's also gay. And he has two Australian shepherds, and he's very good on Twitter. Yeah, he, he does have very good Twitter game. He's, I listened to his EP though. Not great. Not I don't. Great. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think the Lil Nas X train was going to uh, extend past this. I don't think he was going to David Bowie it and like break out with a Space Odyssey and it's, then you know. You're not cool as a rapper if anything except for very obscure early material is good. Otherwise, you're not cool. You well, maybe know. maybe Old Town Road is his creep. And that he's gonna he's gonna be like the Radiohead of rap, like his next album. <laughs> Rapiohead is just gonna is, is just gonna exude emotion, and then he's gonna have his OK computer. 
Yeah. Big like statement about modernity. <laughs> I'm gonna take my horse to the OK computer showdown at the OK Corral computer. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I think uh, the country hip hop thing makes sense because those are the only two genres of music that are profitable at all anymore. So uh, it's natural that they would find a home within each other. And I think they're sort of like. Uh, the, the the through line that runs through Jimmy Buffett also kind of runs through a lot of modern day hip hop and a lot of modern day country, which is easy living. And in hip hop, like the easy living tropes are through like doing a lot of zannies and getting drunk and uh, cooking up dope with an Uzi. Credit card and, scams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing the credit card game now. Making a I better love, My now. favorite genre of rap is the credit card, credit card scam rap now. Find it. There's a guy in Florida who makes some, and I think a guy in Chicago who makes some. Just exclusively raps about doing credit card scams, some of which get very technical with like the the computer stuff they need to do. But so and they rap kind of, about it. So yeah, and then like, they rap about it. So they're you don't, about, don't do a brute force attack. You yeah, they're like um, rapping about like a script they wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find it. I'll I'll try to. That's find an act. This is an actual thing. You're not making. This yeah. Up. No, I'm not making it up. And it's very cool. Oh my god. Because it's getting numbers shit. on the numbers, God. When you're doing a lot of the wire fraud. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, we've hit the we've hit a good time, guys. We, let's let's have a timeless send off. I think uh, we can. I think we can call we'll it. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Ah, ah, ah.